I already fucked up. I'm not going to stop oh. recording, but I already fucked up. Ask me how. How'd you fuck up, Spencer? I am currently sitting with my leg up on my desk very comfortably. But at some point during the pod, I'm going to adjust positions and the entire universe is going to hear that. I do it like ev- I do it about once every like like two out of every three episodes. Let's be honest with ourselves. But I was really I've been really trying to like be more aware of it. And uh, this week I just immediately forgot to do do that. Well, I appreciate your honesty, Spencer. Yeah. So uh, whenever you hear me adjusting in my seat, this is a that's that was all me. I knew what I was doing and uh, I'm not going to edit it out. So you do you usually record like recline with your feet up? Um, yeah. Oh, it's, wow. It's a more comfortable position. That's interesting. So you're basically just John Lovitz in The Critic. Yeah, I love it. You didn't know I, that. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I'm just putting it together, really. I mean, the puzzle is being solved before my very eyes. I mean, the other side of it is whenever I have to type something, uh, which is why I struggle, uh, I will have to completely put my feet down, slightly pull my desk out more. It makes a ton of noise. Hi, welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about uh Correct posture when recording podcasts so as not to uh, create excess background noise. <laughs> I'm your host, Spencer Palio, and with me, as always, is the uh, the person being educated about such things uh, of the podcast, Michael Nance. Uh, Michael, Hello. what's your favorite thing that you've learned on this 122 episodes of learning correct posture while recording podcasts. Well, I really appreciated our episode, episode 68 for you fans out there. Ah, the sex number. I, no, no, 68, not 69. It was oh. one before 69. That's and uh, that's one after 69. It's one before 69. No, 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 no. 69 is one after the 68, which yes, is the sex yes, number. Right. Uh Anyway, so the episode where where we actually discussed bathtub posture uh, really helped. You know, I I wasn't really taking baths and then uh, we did that episode and now I'm just a bath maniac. You're, in fact, recording from a bath right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because uh, one of the aspects of learning about the postures, recording the podcast while doing good posture, uh, no one knows. So if yeah. you hear any water splish splashing noises, Michael will have made a horrible mistake. Yep. And I haven't yet. I mean, I'm actually floating in a sensory pool like those uh, telepaths and minority report. Ah, I'm floating in a spensery pool right now. Oh, God. <laughs> How much beef jerky is in that? Uh, None. Beef jerky what? is beef jerky would be dry. And if it was in a pool, it would be wet. It wouldn't be jerky anymore. It'd be like it would be just damp, gross meat. There are there meat bits floating in your pool. Speaking of meat bits, this might be the worst start of an episode we've done in a long time. 
it's a real humdinger. You're going to buckle up, okay? <laughs> like, how did we spend four minutes just, one, pretending the podcast is about good posture, maintaining the bit, and then transitioning somehow over to disgusting beef jerky? Like, Well, we, we took the, the true... Uh, pod route of going scorched earth bit right off the get-go in the <laughs> yeah, first three minutes real. and now we're trying to plant seeds in the earth we scorched yeah so, <laughs> like it's a, like we salted what we deserve we honestly. salted the earth and then um we're wondering why the plants don't grow open a drink you oh, know I what should, it is uh hold on i'll 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 crack a bevy too did you hear it? I did. Okay, so what are you drinking? We're doing a Bev check this week. Bev check alert. Uh, uh, a blackberry and lemon sparkling water. Nice. I'm drinking a Canada a Canada dry ginger ale. Oh, are you sick? Or you just like ginger ale? I just like ginger ale, but also I bought like a 12 pack when I was sick last week. And... Uh, I haven't drank through it yet. Oh, but I got a Okay. Mixology idea for all you mixologists that listen to the pod. Uh, Spencer's two favorite drinks that we've established on the pod. Uh, ginger ale and Yoohoo mixed with I'm going to say gin. That's what we should. I think that's got the nice flavor balance. I mean, that would be good, except for the Yoohoo. <laughs> but keep going. What's my other favorite drink that you've decided? Uh, it's just those two, Yoohoo and ginger ale. Oh, okay. Then you mix it with gin. Oh, I thought you were. I thought. Wait. So, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's called a Spencer, a Spency Slammer. All right. Well, uh, this week, listeners, your job is to uh, tweet at us if you can get a hold of some Yoohoo and. Uh, show yourself enjoying a delicious Spency Slammer. Um, and you have to drink it through those Italian pirouette cookies. You you don't have to do that. I I, <laughs> I want to see I want to see one Spency Slammer, and uh, and just witness the horror. It's only uh, three ingredients, y'all. It's not hard. Yeah, it's 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 gin, yoohoo, and ginger ale. I assume you shake the gin and the yoohoo, and then you put it into a rocks glass and you top it with the ginger ale. Yeah, for fizz. Yep. Why are we encouraging? Enjoy. Why are we encouraging this be beverage idea, Michael? Because we this is we're committed to something. Yeah, we're committed to making someone sick. <laughs> uh, do we have a, do we have a pun? This oh shit. Actually, we do have one thing from the killers. I love how we discussed it at length that we were going to listen to this thing. And then we ended up just talking about good posture. And it, the worst drink ever. And the worst drink ever instead. OK, so uh, last week, by the way, uh, we're seven minutes in. Uh, the podcast is actually about the killers. We tricked you there. Uh, I've told everyone. Um, all right. So there's a video right here about with Brondon and Ranny uh, on the project in Australia. 
and it's uh, the killer's uh, interview with Australian TV, and it came out today, July 28th, so we should watch that. I'm going to put that in the watch together. Show it to me. Patience, Michael. Sorry, I just realized I hadn't said anything in a while, so that was the first thing. From the cat! I like how Brandon looks incredible as always, um, yeah, and Ronnie looks like he's been like out in the sun. Just, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I this is what it's going to be like when Spencer and I are doing interviews in the future. <laughs> this is great because we've interviewed you a couple of times during the COVID. You're gonna look to, like you're gonna look like so like beautiful so and like perfectly like groomed, yeah, yeah, I like and I'm gonna look like you know someone who <laughs> slept under a bridge the night before. Right, like you're just like an excited fan that just doesn't bathe. Ronnie, as the drummer, does that mean that you get to pick up the slack in that department? Uh, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, taking one for the team. <laughs> now, you guys are going to be coming back here at the end of the year, but right now, I've got it on good authority that Gorillaz is touring, and at one of their Sydney shows, they didn't play their famous song, Dare. Is there any situation that you could conceive that you would head into a show and not play Mr Brightside? No, well, there's been one we played in Amster Amsterdam, and there's that's the, it's the only time that we've we've withheld. It's interesting, that and I huh. thought I was just in a bad mood. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> Brandon, why, was why just... are you punishing the fans? <laughs> oh, I've never discussed it. <laughs> oh no, it just didn't feel right. But we just recently played. Uh, we finished our European tour in Amsterdam, and it was one of the best. Apologies, it was Zola. one of the best <laughs> nights. I think that they were paying us back, and and it was one of the best nights of the tour. But we, I, I never understood bands that withhold the song, um, that people are paying money to see, and I maybe that's just it's a part of who you we think. Are or, I don't know. I mean, when you go yeah, to see the, the Killers, okay, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna watch any more of this because. I, That's so I, interesting, though. What an interesting topic. Well, no, I'm I'm curious, Michael. Are you're going to see the Killers? Mm -hmm. um, if they don't play Mr. Brightside, will you be like aggressively disappointed? Aggressively, no, because I like a lot of their other songs. But I would be disappointed, like because that's what everybody wants to know. Yeah, but I, like, I, for me. I don't know. I, I don't I feel like they were saying that that's the song that people are paying to see. And I'm like, it's the killers, guys. They're not like some one hit wonder. I, I OK, I'll give you an example. I went and saw Electric Six because I've seen them 100 million times and they're apparently the only band I ever talk about seeing. But I went and saw Electric Six a couple of months ago and there was a girl standing next to me in the front of the crowd who was incredibly hype about seeing just the song Danger High Voltage. And then they played it and she just left. And it's like, I can't even imagine doing that for the killers or for Electric Six in that case. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I what You know, what do you think, Michael? I've definitely seen that before, especially at festivals. That's really where I've seen that the most. Yeah. It's like somebody show up for a band and then they play their hit and then a bunch of people leave. Yeah. It's and that's like, kind of like what? Get, get, get over yourself. Learn to like the learn. Here's what I do. And this is kind of possibly you might judge me on this. I actually come to concerts fairly prepared because I like to sing along at shows. Um, 
I'm one of those people. And I sing along at shows. Is that is that no? Do people don't like that. I don't know. I went. I went to when I saw Blink One Eighty Two. I got the vibe that the person I went and saw it with was like didn't like that I did that. Really? <laughs> yeah. So huh. I don't know. It's, it, I feel like some people are into that. Some people aren't. Um, but what I was getting at is. Um, what I do is I make a I look at what the set list has been like for the last few shows and I make a playlist. And I learn as many of the songs as possible because I feel like I owe it to the band as a good audience member to be super supportive of the band. Oh, and I learn as many of the and I listen to a few of the uh, openers songs as well. Just because uh, I, you know, I, I like to be prepared at shows. I do like to sing along at shows. That's strange that people would be put off by that. Would he just stand there? Yeah. Wow. Stand with well, arms then, crossed, gang. Oh, no. No. If, if you, I mean, I can understand that if I don't, like, vibe with the band or if it's, like, a small show where it's, it's like, supposed to be intimate. I don't want to, like, sing over the performer or anything. But if and I'm, like, in a fucking arena, like, what do you want from me? Exactly. It's one of the few places as a human that you can just absolutely lose your shit. And people are like, this is appropriate. It's true. So got to take it where you can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? I'm depressed. I'm just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Spencer. So here's my next it's question. Out. Do you do you have a pun this week? Oh, wait, you have more to say. Keep going. What? You sound you were going to say something. Oh, I'm sorry. I, it, your your mic cut out for me. OK, uh, I do not have a pun this week. Um, oh, yeah. I, I really feel like this is a, a, a pretty easy one if we really thought about it. But I don't know. I, I mean, don't have one. I mean, you know, you want to you want to you want to try one? Um, No, deadlines and commitments. played a whole 30 seconds of the song just so I could get Brandon going ha! and then that's it <laughs> <laughs> like like people are going to listen to this episode and they're going to hear like the way too long snippet of song and be like wow Spencer really let this one go for too long and then this explanation is happening right now and they're just like oh Spencer's just Spencering again yeah I mean there's so many explanations that's why like you know, if you died while we were recording, I would just think it was a bit. <laughs> That's really sad. <laughs> if you just I mean, if it just sounded like it went silent and I didn't hear anything, I would just be like, uh, yeah, but like, what if I was for me to talk? Yeah, well, like what, what there would come a point where you would just you would have to realize. Right. Dead? That I'm dead. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd come over and loot and um, probably find out then. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would just realize, I'd be like, ah, he's dead. Gotta go get his stuff. 
disease. What um what would be the things in order that you would steal first? I don't know what in order of, but just you know, you walk into my room, uh, which I know for a fact you've never been into. Mm-hmm. All right, list all the things <coughs> that you think would be in there that you would steal. Your computer, okay. Um, your there's like nothing else I can think of that I'd even want. Wow, brutal. A lamp, maybe. I have a lamp. Do you have a stereo? Uh, no. So I have I some. You have a snake. I don't want a snake. I, I have some art. Oh, okay. There's art, maybe. I actually just hung up some pictures. I'm really happy with myself. <laughs> this is a, an extended bit of Spencer trying to convince me to steal more from him. Well, no, I'm I'm trying no, to please loot me. I'm trying to convince you to you know break into my apartment if I die. It's only if well, I die. Okay. Well, if you die, uh, I will loot your apartment. I promise thoroughly. Thoroughly. Yeah. Nice. Even if I don't want, you know, the trash and stuff I know is in there. Well, you can just not take the trash. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, I thought I was contractually obligated to take the trash, too. You're contra- You're robbing me. There's no yeah. there's no obligation to rob. To- <laughs> anyway, so the song Deadlines and Commitments by the band The Killers. Uh, how do you feel about this song? Uh, I feel like my attitude in the intro should give a an inkling to how I feel about this song. It is pure Battleborn filler. This is like the type of song to me that is is really what whole like weighs Battleborn down between the highlights. It's just not very interesting. The, only, the most interesting thing about it is like the synth that comes in that reminds me of Stranger Things. So But like the hook is not very interesting. I don't know. It's just it, it, it's not that great. What are your thoughts, Spencer? What do you think? I mean, so I agree with you completely. First off, this is this is definitely a filler song. Um, It's also the song I thought was the last track on Battleborn we had to do. We have one more which I'm surprised as hell by. (laughs) But the thing that really struck me re-listening to this was I know this song pretty decently well, and it's such a dumb song. (laughs) Like, I'm trying to think how to describe this. It just, it feels like another one of those brand going off back here. No, I don't. Oh, maybe the audience will. My cat has been. My cat just came in here and announced herself. Well, when you when you uh, send me your audio and I hear it, I will leave that in the edit. How's that? <gasps> Yay! But no, this sounds like another one of those Brandon reassuring himself sort of songs, or Brandon like talking to like a younger version of himself. Or Tana, probably Tana. Oh, big time! Big yeah, time. Like, this song it's has like, a lot of wonderful, wonderful vibes too. This song There's... has like, like, hey, rocky relationship, but I'll be here for you if you want me to be. Right. Sort of energy. 
Um, which consequently is what I think this song is about. Um, this also has like semi it like the chorus especially kind of sounds like uh i don't know it almost sounds religious there's a lot of that but uh, you know the i do agree that it's kind of like it, it it seems like it might be about tana and like the earnestness of brandon wanting to love her and all that because i know that there's this is probably like in the midst of things being tough for them yeah this is this is like mid rocky situation Right. Because Wonderful Wonderful was like the like the worst part of that, like the valley and then imploding the Mirage to escape into wherever they moved, Nevada or Utah or something. Utah. Utah. Nephi. Oh, they moved to Nephi. I thought they moved to I thought they they moved to I thought that's what happened. I know they moved to Utah. That would make sense since he just made an album about Nephi. Yeah, but Nephi. It, it might be that he's from there. I don't I don't remember. You know, we only talk about this band every week for the last three years, you know. How, who are we to know things? <laughs> yeah. What do you want from me? Exactly. We but made how many episodes? This is 123, Michael. Suck it, every other Pit Killers podcast. I know you're behind us. Yeah. I mean, here's the bigger question. Do you think we've gotten better? Yes. Okay, do you think we've gotten a lot better? No. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you think this <laughs> song's about, though? Do you think, uh, are we kind of on the same page or what? Yeah, oh yeah, that's, I, I confirm that I think it's uh, just about having uh, a relationship struggle, being on the rocks, and then uh, one person, like, describing their earnest desire to be there for the other person and, like, be their uh, stability and and everything so and deadlines and commitments is like the stuff that overwhelms people it can't overwhelm you if you let it you know what i mean so there is some universal truth to the lyrics in this song but i still don't find it all that interesting yeah it's the you know the busyness of my life uh is is definitely creating some waves but damn it i'm gonna try my best here sort of vibe right that's right it's like a whirlwind inside of my head that's that's it's basically the same song it's basically just paper cut by lincoln park jesus christ um, <laughs> you know it's funny i was sorry I'm, I'm doing one more aside and then we'll go to the reddit uh i was playing mech warrior yesterday as i regularly do i have no life and i there's a game type where you have to destroy the enemy base. And I started saying, all right, guys, go over to their base and break stuff. And they just started saying all the lyrics to break stuff by Limp Biscuit, And people didn't get it. And I'm still sad about it. Oh, like people didn't understand me going. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everybody sucks. Everything is fucked. You know, anyway, you're like a chainsaw, Spencer. I'll skin your ass raw. <laughs> we really should do a Limp Biscuit podcast after this. I feel like we could keep up the energy. <laughs> oh my god! It the the we've already proven to ourselves that the lyrics pages on Genius would be a lot more entertaining. Oh yeah, because people are much more laissez faire, and there's way less like somebody finding themselves through the Mormon faith in the comments of Genius on Killer's lyrics. So. 
It's like plus what a, what an absolute like left turn that would be, right? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Go from the killers to Limp Biscuit. I mean, there's no way you'd, you'd ever see those two on the same billing unless they were just playing at one festival on different stages. Um, for the record, if if uh they did a Limp Biscuit X the Killers tour or Limp Biscuit and the Killers toured together. I would see that in a heartbeat. I would be I would buy the most expensive tickets. I would try to get to the meet and greet. It would I, I would I would participate in that wholeheartedly. Um, I agree. I don't know. My brother once went and saw Bowling for Soup open for Blue October. And according to that him, does not seem like it fits. Well, no, according to him. Jarrett Reddick went on stage and says, yeah, we're thinking of uh, doing this like consistently. We'll call it the emotional roller coaster tour. Wow. Yeah. Right. OK, let's go. It's also the... dangerous, you let's... know, because if you what? mix it up, sometimes people will get pissed at the opener band, even if they're good. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like you would you would kind of know what you're getting into. It's like it's like when I saw, you know, Lil Wayne open for Blink-182. You knew what you were getting yourself into. And you know what? It was fucking awesome. That sounds even though they're different, it sounds awesome still. No, so. Lil Wayne went out with a full fucking band. Um, and he just did his songs. It was fucking awesome. Um, also, Neck Deep was there. That was a fucking great show. All right. First Reddit thread. I like to say sing, like talking in, in a specific way so it sounds like I made a cut there. I didn't make a cut there. There was no edit there. Um okay, so you want to read this first thread, Michael? Yes, this is by user Keshkey87, who just the title is Deadlines and Commitments. From what I've read, I get the feeling this song gets a lot of hate and I don't understand why. It's my favorite track of Battleborn. The album as a whole was a bit of a letdown to me. But this song was is a standout for me. I think it was produced in a bright way. I don't know how to explain it, but every instrument is really clear. I don't think this is the case for most of the rest of the album. Then you've got the great melodies, drums, bass lines, synths. <laughs> I wish they would pay it, play it live in Amsterdam. And I know the killers read the input of the fans, so this is a little hint. Um, so, I disagree. But fair enough. To that first Reddit thread. Well, First Reddit thread, the uh, uh, somebody from the fan base disagrees with me. You know that's good. Yeah, that's, that's always a good sign. Uh, sorting by controversial user, pen is rock et gun, and I'm not going to pronounce that correctly. Michael can, but oh, I'm, penis rocket gun, <laughs> penis rocket gun. <laughs> you think there's a common theme there? I don't know. Let's look at Penis Rocket Gun's other posts before we go on and read. Oh yeah, let's see um, their see their penis comments in the deadlines and commitments thread. A lot of a lot of kill FIFA. On uh, let's the FIFA see subreddit top the national top posts all time. Um, let's see here. Uh, something about soccer. Uh, Infinity War spoilers, MCU, the first 10 years tier list. Uh, they disagree with a lot of that TBH. Uh, more things about this person's clearly a, a Chelsea fan, it looks like. Yeah. Um, which means uh, they're a terrible person. I don't know anything about Chelsea, so. Uh, well, it's not it's not so much that it's that I'm a fan of un, 
a different team in Premier League soccer. And as such, uh, any other team is bad. Who's your favorite team? I don't actually have a favorite team. Just let me pretend. Oh, like okay. I, I was wondering why you didn't say it. I was like, why are you being so coy about it? But the point is, you're supposed to, if there's no and in British <laughs> soccer, you like one team, you 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 live, eat, breathe, and shit them, and all other teams are literally Hitler to you. Um, I, If you say I shit Crystal Palace, it sounds like you are either a huge fan of Crystal Palace or you just ate like really bad Chinese food. <laughs> anyway, so Penis Rocket Gun says... <laughs> I've noticed it's not a favorite, too, but I love it. It's so calming and reassuring. Meh. Meh. And I love that the next Reddit thread, because I just went ahead to the next Reddit thread, because I'm done with you lovers of this song. And it's by Foodie Tom Jonovich, who says... What a great... Deadlines and commitments. Why do you hate it? Yeah, Michael. wow. Okay, Michael, why why do you hate it? It's just forgettable. I don't hate it. I just don't feel anything from it. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't an actively bad song by any means. It's just boring. I don't want to. I didn't listen to it and be like, oh, man, I can't wait to listen to that again. And that's the way I felt when I listened to Battleborn the first time. And then so coming into this, I was like, I don't remember what this song sounds like. And then when I played it, I was like, oh, that's why. And then I was like, so the only thing I wrote down in my notes was Stranger Things since. Do you actually physically write down notes when you're listening to songs? Yeah, definitely. Wow. I just uh, try my best to recall it. And anything I forget just never gets said. That's how I always do it. I write shit down constantly. I've got like 30 journals I've completely filled over the last like 10 years. I'm how much of it is like stuff from the podcast related? Uh, Maybe like one full journal. At this point, oh man, I feel like uh, I feel like you should share some of this with the class, but I don't know if I want to like have you share all of your private thoughts about the killers. That that'll be uh, an at like an absolute Patreon goal. If you want my notes, you got to get to a certain threshold because yeah, my doodles are in there too. You know? Oh man, it's not like I'm only like doing pure notes like if spencer's out here like so the other day i was at lowe's and there were two toilets and one was eggshell and one was crepe right <laughs> and so like and you're just like falling asleep i was waiting <laughs> you to keep going like that sounds <laughs> that sounds like a fucking that sounds, <laughs> did you just make that up yeah i just that was off the top that was that was fucking fantastic <laughs> That was like a that was like a perfect impression of like the quintessential Spencer Polio like like goes nowhere shit story. The Literally thing that was it was too big of a purchase. You would have to be you would have to be like, so I needed the clip, like the specific clip for my seatbelt in my car, but it's for <laughs> a specific Honda. And I drive a Honda, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I went to AutoZone. So yeah, that's uh, that was just uh, made up everybody. He didn't really do that. That was incredible. That was so good. Um, Anyway, so starting by controversial, Mr. Brightside 711 says, I love Ronnie's work on this track, especially. Also, the pre-chorus lyrics are fantastic. I'm about to yawn. Sorry. They are so catchy. The chorus itself is also very powerful and emotional. There's one comment I saw here. Uh, user Rip Skittles says, 
I'm an ex-Mormon. That song, as most of the album, is very Mormon and has many Mormon themes. Uh, if you're a Mormon listener of this podcast, please uh, share some oh, of those. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's hard to listen to one of my favorite musicians after they've turned into what I despise the most and strive really hard to get away from. Damn, that's brutal. The other song I absolutely hate from the album is From this Here is awesome. On Out. Wow. This is awesome. Holy I, shit. Now I want to revisit From Here On Out so I can think I'm, about it again. Another I, fucking forgettable song. I love for. Yeah, but the problem is I love From Here On Out. How does From Here On Out go? Uh, yeah, from here on out. Friends oh, yeah, that one's fine. The, yeah, that's a that fine. one's pretty good. That one's fun, but oh, no. So it's got a bunch of Mormon themes. I mean, yeah. So I guess that's another thing we can bring up here in the discussion of this song and Battleborn as a whole is it's not just that Brandon was like having trouble with Tana. It seems like he was getting really into his faith in Mormonism. I mean, and it was really bleeding into the music because I also agree. Like I said in the intro, it, I and I didn't know that this had Mormon stuff to it, but I'm going to take Rip Skittles, the random Internet stranger, you know, but why would you make this up? I don't know. So and then he also backs it up. He's got the receipts in like talking about specific verses. So. Yeah, there's a there's a, a fucking lot of stuff. If if um if you get the chance, yeah. go into this thread. You can find it uh in the deadlines and commitments uh Google Doc, which is available on our Patreon. Hint hint. And you can read all these posts from Rip Skittles. This is fucking intense. Like there's a lot. Um yeah. But wow. It's, yeah, this it it basically wow, breaks yeah. down that like this this song this is an incredible evisceration of the Mormon Church in these comments. By the way, if you scroll down, Rip Skittles just absolutely slam dunks and like it's well said. It's parsed out in paragraphs. Definitely worth going through if you want to see some more. And like they go through multiple. I mean, like a bunch of songs beyond just from here on out and deadlines and commitments and how. So, wow. OK, I'm not suggesting we, I'm not sure we should do a exclusive on this, but this would be something to kind of look through. And then, you know, you well, can. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can be, write some notes I, and it'd be fun to do this because I have often said in previous episodes that a big turnoff of a lot of these later killers albums is how religious they feel and how like a bunch of the faith comes through. So I feel like. They, they're having the reverse Christian band experience. You know, most of the time you start out as Christian and, and then, then go positive message because you want to make money. Yeah. But like the killers started is like not necessarily positive message, but they weren't exactly edgy. You know what I mean? Hot yeah. Plus is the edgiest album they released. Yeah. And then they just started to slowly anamorph into a Christian band. <laughs> anamorph. Yeah, like, imagine like it's like an Animorphs cover where it's like yeah, Brandon it's an Animorphs cover. It's like and a, then he slowly like a, turns yeah, into like like it's just a priest. It's Brandon, but he's like like religious looking. Yeah, he is like holding a cross, waving, smiling at God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, oh. I mean, yeah, that's it, it's it's tough for me with these later killers albums. And I, I, I definitely got this vibe from Deadlines and Commitments. 
And, you know, I'm glad that someone has kind of pointed that out, especially with much more thorough knowledge of LDS and the Mormon church and all that than I have you and I are than either of us have. Yeah. Cause you know, it's, it's really hard for us to discuss LDS related things when, you know, your two hosts are a Jew and, um, whatever you are, Michael, like, a former Protestant, a former Protestant. Like, yeah, we don't, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. I was indoctrinated and Spencer was too. Okay. You didn't Spencer. You, at no point did you like, you know what? I want to be Jewish now. I mean, you were, I mean, I definitely went through a lot of the whole, like, you know, indoctrination sort of Judaism thing. It's just that first off, I was raised by very secular Jews and, uh, you know, all the religiosity aspects to it. I just sort of didn't give a shit about. I Um, vibe with that. Yeah, I here's a fun fact. Uh, when you're after you get bar mitzvah, you can continue to go to Sunday school or Hebrew school, I guess, uh, in order to get, I think it's still called confirmation. Um, but during the, uh, 10th grade trip or during the 10th grade year of Sunday school, you take a trip to New York, or at least you did here in Austin. The moment I got back from that trip, I never went back to Hebrew school ever again. <laughs> that was the pre- I love it. That was the precise like the only reason I went is because there was an attendance requirement for going on that trip. <laughs> and so I was just like, all right, fuck y'all. <laughs> You'll never see me at Hebrew school again. Yep. And I, I never fucking went back. I love it. Yeah. Well, Spencer, that's a fantastic story, actually. Yeah. Anyway, I like that one. Anyway, let's go to the uh, let's go to the last Reddit thread. Um, this is a continuation of a long discussed thread. Also, user deleted. Who the fuck made this thread? I don't know. Somebody who got deleted. Yeah, but I remember it was like someone with like a lot of posts. Like that's surprising. Um, but so th- they were picking. This is the vote for um, what's it called? Battleborn vote. Oh, yeah, I remember reading that. And Deadlines and Commitments got second place and Heart of a Girl, which is the other song we have left, is uh, one. Wow. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to ask you this just once. Could you even hum like the first few notes of Heart of a Girl? Because I can't. Abs- absolutely not. I have literally no, no idea. idea what that song sounds like. Literally. Yeah. I may have heard it like twice because with Battleborn, I didn't stick around for long when I first listened to it. So. Yeah, that's th- this is definitely the album I've listened to the least, but I've listened to it. Still don't remember what that song sounds like. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, I guess this I, I, we're in for a real treat since we got Heart of a Girl left. Yep, that's the I one. mean, looking at this list though, it makes sense. Most of these songs that are near the top or ones I agree are just like lame. Yeah, but it's just And look, Flesh and Bone fourth. Which is too bad cuz that song is iconic. 
I think Flesh and Bone is better than Miss Atomic Bomb, so y'all are whack. Sorry. Flesh and... So you're, you've been judged. Flesh and Bone's a good fucking song. I, I stand by that. It's okay. <sighs> Whatever. Um... Hey, what song did we do last week? We did um, something from Imploding the Mirage, right? Or was it Pressure Machine? I'm just going to look it up. In another life. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm looking at the Google Doc and I figured we should, I should make sure it's all up to date. All right, cool. Let's look at lyrics. I, by the way, I'm leaving all of that in. I won't leave. Oh that yeah, in. please. I'm not going to leave that in. I'm gonna. I'm well, just gonna uh, cut the first forty minutes of the pod. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh my God. No, that would be horrible. Okay, so uh, you're on lyrics this week. I'm on things. On okay. Doesn't look like there's too many annotations. So, all right. Um, I am here with the lyrics ready to go. Oh no. Actually, you know what? It's all it's all good. Okay, so page intro. There is not a page intro. There's no page intro. There's no page intro. Here, I'll I'll, right, I'll make up. A, hold on, let me let me make up. A, I'll make up. A, Deadlines and the commitments is a song. Uh, what number song is the? 69th is the sixth song from the album from the killer's classic 2012 record uh car versus horse uh the brandon stated in an interview uh linked to the interview uh this was this was a song i wrote that uh reminded me of this time i really had to poop but i unfortunately uh had to get to a very important meeting. And then I wrote a song about Jesus. Wow. That's enlightening. <laughs> what were you doing on September 17th of 2012, Spencer? Um, were you in Austin? Yes. I, I've lived in Austin for a long time. Let, let's see here. Let's, let's look at, let's look at, 2012 what year what day of the week was that probably a tuesday or a thursday right that's when they were usually released albums. september 17th was a monday monday september 2017 yeah september 17th 2012 um i, I was, was probably, working. probably working yeah um or if i wasn't working i was playing arma Mm, Arma 2012 Arma days because that was that was at the height of my uh, crippling addiction to the game Arma 2. There's a there's Did your you ever find the, the Arma. So that's the goal of that game, right? To find the Arma. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did to be the big Arma. Yeah, I did. I, I did. Oh, I, I found sensor. Of course I did. OK, uh, chorus. What? That place. Okay, it just starts with chorus. This is one of those lyric pages. That place we all run to, it can come down on you. The expectation can be great if you should ever tire or if you should require sudden, simple twist of fate. 
So that's when you're expecting uh, semen and you get piss. That's what that chorus is saying. That's not a that's like a verse. That's like a normal verse. It's yeah, just it's a just verse. The intro verse. The first verse. Whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's got an annotation, though. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, user Alex Koenig says Brandon Flowers has never been shy for his love of Bob Dylan. And this lyric reference his references, his classic 1975 track. And it doesn't actually say the name of the track. It just says track. And then it links to the Wikipedia article for the song Simple Twist of Fate by Bob Dylan. Would you like to listen to that song, Michael? Mm, no. <laughs> okay. We fucking won't. <laughs> listen to it on your own time. Yeah. Right. This is a Bob Dylan podcast. Pre-chorus one. Don't hide away. There's something to be bit. said for pushing through. Uh, we'll ne- we'd never ride on horses that discourage you. Soul of a Troll says a handy way of saying we'd never discourage you when you need to fill five extra. <laughs> that's incredible and, and completely accurate because I did not realize that's what it said. And that makes no sense. <laughs> We'd never ride on horses that discourage you. <laughs> Car versus horse. What an album. Fuck it. <laughs> and that's a top tier solo troll comment that, that that's will a, just not get enough love. Yeah, I just upvoted it. Please, uh, audience, do me a favor. If if you're listening, please go upvote Soul of a Troll on uh, Genius. They need all the help they can get because there's a lot of Killers fans who just don't appreciate the subtle comedy that is Soul of a Troll. And he, it needs more upvotes. Exactly. Okay, keep going. Alrighty. If you should fall upon hard times, if you should lose your way, there is a place here in this house that you can stay. Church. Oh. Wow. I never thought of it as being a church, but yeah, that's a church. Yep. All right. Well, Soul of a Troll says a chorus inspired by a conversation Brandon Flowers had with Jimmy Carr. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. He said the next big song would be one that addressed <laughs> fallout from the 2008 global recession slash financial crisis. And it's a uh, link to an IMDb. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, Oh, Jimmy Carr. How do you feel about Jimmy Carr, Michael? He's all right. Um, do, do you think he knows his laugh is that weird? Or do you think uh, like he's yeah. and he's leaning into it or? Yeah, because because he has a weird laugh. Like a really weird laugh. Not that there's anything wrong with having a weird laugh, but man, he's got a weird laugh. OK, so. Oh, shit. This is actually a real article. <laughs> I thought I thought Soul yeah, of Patrol was just, real. I thought no, Soul of Patrol was making a real was making a joke. Uh, Frontman Blandon Flowers explained that the comedian suggested the economic theme behind deadlines and commitments. And Brandon says, I was having dinner with Jimmy Carr like you do. And that's literally what he said. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> It's like I wrote this. 
And he oh, thought God. the next big breakthrough record that people were going to notice was going to be about the problems of the economy. Uh, speaking of how they became friends, we played comic relief and he was there. I struck up a conversation and he's great. When he comes to Vegas, we see him. And here in London, uh, we're talking about Bruce Springsteen or something. Okay, anyway, let's keep going. All right. Uh, if you should find romance, go on and take that chance before the strategies begin. Uh, Soul of a Troll says, The narrator warns against overthinking as the death of romance and implores the listener to follow their instincts. Okay. Deadlines and commitments every morning in the evening. They can suck you in. You know what's sad? I listened to this song earlier and I'm like, I'm fucking whoever's reading this better fucking do that. Thank you. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from user Alex Koenig, a passionate sentiment. Don't let life stop you from finding love and don't put it off. Be as soon. There won't be enough time for you to pursue love. It's not difficult to get caught up in a career or responsibilities to other people. And pretty soon your life becomes a service to others. Flowers is making a point that you should find your own happiness before you give it away unknowingly. Uh, user Mike K says regarding deadlines and commitments, flowers are called during a track by track with Spotify that made it into the record at the last moment. It comes from a Bob Seger song called Against the Wind. I love that fucking song. Yeah, that's a good song. This isn't. It's one of the best really songs ever written. I agree. And the words just came out of me as I sang. It has a very special feel. So you're telling me this song basically was fucking ad libbed. Yeah, he just they just they're like, oh, shit, let's feel something else in this album. And that's how we get. We'd never ride on horses that discourage you. Right. And that's why there's not an, there's probably not enough content for uh, chaff. They just threw everything on this album. They're like, this is literally all we got right now. Fair enough. OK, keep going. Boy, don't I know it. Three course two. this offer will be standing. All you got to do is call. Don't be afraid to knock on the door. This is church. Even the suck you part chorus. If you should fall upon hard times, if you should lose your way. There is a place here in this house that you can stay. Verse three. I'm not talking about deadlines and commitments sold out of confusion. There is a place here in this house that you can stay. Bridge. I'll catch you, darling. I'll be waiting up and on your side. Pre-chorus two. <laughs> this offer will be standing. All you got to do is call. Don't be afraid to knock on the door. This song has so many fucking lyrics. You know the chorus. I'm skipping it. Verse three. I'm not talking about deadlines and commitments sold out of confusion. There this is not even a third verse. That is just a like this whole thing is just one continuous chorus. Whoever did these lyrics completely butchered the like they it, like they 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 had the there's parts. no bridge at the end. It's not a bridge at the end. That's if anything it would be an outro. But God, I feel like you ever have one of those. These are canceled. You ever experience like a thing where someone clearly was explained what the thing is, but they've never personally experienced that thing. You know what I'm yes. talking about? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. This is like someone had the concept of like what each part of a song is explained to them. 
and then they were just let loose on the world without being given any examples. Not That's Brandon. Your, your de- you're right. You're very right. Not Brandon. Like the person who wrote this genius right. page. It is right. It is it's, like verses are are just haphazardly marked as verses, even though most of them are choruses. The and, only thing they got right was calling the actual chorus the chorus. And there's two bridges. But then they also called the intro the chorus or the it, first verse. Verse three happens twice. Right. It's it's real bad. This is this unbelievable. Is, uh, this is a real shit show. Yeah. Like 10 out of 10. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the lyrics. Yeah, that was Spencer, the li- how do you feel about those lyrics? The fucking. <laughs> you said that, like you've got a lot to say about them. Like, so you're getting a lot of religiosity out of this. Oh, definitely. I mean, the whole chorus has a very religious vibe. It sounds like something they would sing in an ad for church. You know what I mean? There's commercials for church in America and they would have something like that. You should fall upon hard times. You know, you're like, oh, come to the Methodist church. Our door is always open or something. I was like, that was the Methodist church. The door is always open or some shit. No, every, all churches have a catchphrase and it's like, oh, this is why you should follow us. And like, even, and like the phrasing too, if you should fall upon, you know, like if what you was should, the, what like, was your church's catchphrase? I'm telling you, it was like the Methodist church. So it was like the door is always open or something. Yeah. Uh, here comes Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Lord, here comes Jesus. Look busy. <laughs> you think Jesus was like a like a real like like busybody boss? <laughs> yeah. You think you think oh, the, the Methodist church is open hearts, open minds, open doors. Oh. Yeah. So like you think uh, you think you think the apostles were like, you know, d- doing good deeds. But like when Jesus was like not around, they were just standing at the corner smoking cigarettes and shit. Yeah, they're just playing dice <laughs> they're playing. on like a cardboard box in the alley. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Yeah, they were like, you know, they're betting lows and fishes and shit. (laughs) Jesus trading cards. And then Jesus wanders up and they're just like, like, oh, shit, pick up the shirt. And they're like, (laughs) they're sweeping and they're sweeping the fucking street and shit. This is this is a dumb thing to commit to. This is another scorched earth. Like the like the it's like the disciples is the little rascals. Yeah, basically. (laughs) They're doing like slapstick comedy while Jesus is out doing miracles. Jesus, hey, looking, let's go steal that car. Saturday morning cartoon, the apostles. <laughs> and it's just and it's just all the apostles getting up to hijinks while Jesus is like off doing Jesus things. <sighs> That'd be so funny, honestly. This is a terrible. Especially movie. if it was like three stooges or something. Who would be the Mo of the of the apostles? Mm, I feel like it Bartholomew I don't maybe Saul is it there let me see I don't, apostles let's see these are the these do not I don't think those are are those real names yeah yeah he had the one of them was Bartholomew you know uh what were their names I don't know uh, the 12 apostles there's like there's like Jamiroquai and um 
and like Sean. Scrappy Doo. There's just Terry. Okay, here's the twelve disciples. Okay, here we go. Simon, Simon Andrew, Garfunkel, James, Steve, son of Zebedee, John, uh, Philip, Bartholomew, nailed it. Thomas, doubting Thomas, Matthew, James, part two. Oh, James, son of Alphaeus. So there's James, son of Zebedee, and James, son of Alphaeus. So there's two Thaddeus. fucking Jameses. Yeah, it's like it's- and Thaddeus is also named Judas. Oh. And Judas Iscariot and Simon. Wait, there's two Judases? Yeah, but they call if if you really want to like separate them, one is Thaddeus. So what? There's two Simons. Simon the Canaanite and then Simon, also known as Peter. So 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 there's so there's two Simons and there's there's no I thought Michael was a was a biblical name. Yeah, Michael is a biblical name. He's not an apostle. He's like the sweet angel lord or like angel soldier of God. Religion's stupid. You want to listen to it? Yeah, right. You want to listen I to wish your name. I wish my name was Zebedee, though. Yeah, we can. You know, you can legally change your name, right? All right, I'm going to become Zebedee Nance. I'm, I'm going to introduce you as Zebedee Nance. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um. So surprisingly, we have a name the same this week. I know. How is that even possible? Someone else named their song "Deadlines and Commitments." Um. And uh, so I guess we get to listen to this now, right? I'm ready. Okay. So this is the band uh, Agent Fifty One. And I've not listened to this. I think I listened to like two seconds of it and their song Deadlines and Commitments. Hell yeah. It's kind of, this reminds me of like Operation Ivy. Does this have like really problematic lyrics? Uh-oh. I didn't check. No, it's 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 pretty bubblegum. Mm-hmm. This sounds like the punk song that the band in a Disney movie plays at the end of the movie. It sounds like like if the toy dolls were somehow cleaner and slower. The point I'm trying to make is that was a very vanilla like sort of pop punky song. What it, what is Agent 51? I've never even heard of this band. That's probably why, because they're super forgettable. So uh, oh for two on good deadlines and commitment songs. Yeah, there are no songs that are good by uh, called deadlines and commitments they do have a parental advisory album their third album yeah the red and the black which still sounds very it sounds problematic right oh they've got a song called the hellbent whiskey suicide wow uh trigger warning everybody yeah fair enough all right let's 
Let's listen. Okay, uh, so this is the killers performing Deadlines and Commitments in Sheffield uh, in 2017. So uh, live versions now we're doing. Maybe this song's gonna get saved. There's Ted. Ted playing the Coosty. We love you, Ted. Wow, that is quite a suit. Describe it, Michael. It is a black suit with like very large lapels like Brandon is wont to wear on stage. But the lapels that are huge look like a sunset, like a tropical sunset that's like glittery. It's it's really something. It's great. Was this from 20? Oh, 2017. Okay. Oh shit, Toad is the keyboarder? God damn it, Michael. This is when I go get a drink. Like when they play live or? Yeah. I'd go get two $18 Miller lights. What's the dumbest thing you've paid an exorbitant amount of money for at a concert? Um, probably merch. Mostly because that supports the band in terms of what I purchased. Uh, probably like a drink, like a double tall gin and tonic. And it's like twenty six dollars. Yeah, you could literally. So I don't have to go back. Yeah, like you could literally buy like a whole fucking bottle of gin for that much. And it would be decent gin. Yeah, like I could buy like when I went over and hung out at your place and I brought that you know, cocktail that I made. Like mm-hmm. I could buy the gin that I made that cocktail with. So good stuff. Good, good stuff. But for at a concert, they're like, well, we got you by the balls. Where else are you going to get your alcohol? This is why uh, this is why you smuggle your shit in. And not so, the- so do you smuggle mixed drinks in. Uh, no, but I would see the, the thing is they got to they're going to search your bag. So the trick is you show up like um, like a day early, go into the place where the venue is um, and then just leave a mysterious bag there. Uh, the, the shadier looking, the better. And then uh, the concert gets canceled because it looks like you've left some sort of explosive device or something. When the reality is you're just trying to, you know, Get beer into the concert. What are you advocating here? Um, I don't bringing beer into concerts because it's expensive. So, but I'm suggesting I'm suggesting doing it in a way that's just that terrible. Will, that will terrible. absolutely get you arrested. Right. That's yeah. that's the joke. The joke is you'll get arrested. Also, I wow. close the watch together. I am very I'm I'm dumb. What an idiot. Okay. 
God, do I need to? Are you back in it? Yeah, I'm back in. We're good. Okay, All right. Good, so good. next live versions. Okay, so this is Glasgow, and this is a ten. No. This is October twenty sixth, twenty twelve. So this is like back oh, when this is in Glasgow. Sandy was here. <laughs> this is the first time Sandy saw the killers. And they played deadlines and commitments. Rip. Makes sense. Do you like funnel cake? It's all right. All right, you're officially fired from the podcast. Wait, what's the correct answer? Yes, funnel cake is delicious. Oh, I, I meant to say, yes, funnel cake is delicious. You're why, hired. Why do you, you ask? Start? Why do you I ask? I thought about funnel cake because that's something you buy at like a concert sometimes or the fair. You know. Of all the shit imagine, I imagine trying to eat a funnel cake in the mosh pit. Like, like you're you're like ripping off hot. you're ripping off pieces, and someone fucking like, like just just fucking Every time slam you get hit, dances. Powdered sugar you. is just flying everywhere. <laughs> you you look like. <laughs> Hold on! I just want to finish my funnel cake. You're like tearing off a piece, and someone just slam dances into you. Yeah. Oh you, no! You get that one fucking elbows guy. Ugh. Somebody like, punches you in the face on accident. You get like with their fists out. You get like a teenager who isn't there for, you know, just to mosh. They're there to like fight somebody. Which is always fun. I think I destroy the shirt I was wearing at a concert once. With funnel cake? Yes, with funnel cake. This is so boring. Next. Yeah, the first the first one was way better. Yeah. What did you think of what did you think of those, Michael? The I mean, they didn't make the song any better. So. Hard hard agree. Um, well, I guess uh, that leaves us with nothing left but covers. But, you know, what we got to do first, right? <gasps> Ad. Yeah, that. You, you cut out when you said it, but I assume you said add. Yeah, I said add. Yeah, that's what happened. OK, so first up, we've got the user K Badsha. And it's just called Deadlines and Commitments Cover. And it looks like they were tried to record in landscape mode, but they accidentally recorded in portrait mode. So this person is playing. Uh, we're just going to pretend they're uh, somehow adhered to their wall. So here we go. Uh, okay, very disorienting start. All right, we'll describe the scene, Michael. Uh, it's somebody shooting a video. It's vertical, but you have to turn your head sideways to see it correctly. Looks like and, uh, he's in like a bunk bed. Yeah, he's. Hey, I'm trying to sleep up here. <laughs> My roommate is an old woman. I actually really like his 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 picking. Like it's a little mathy. 
that's pretty good. Um, and he's playing just like a black guitar. It appears to be night. There's a there's a an iron. An iron. An iron. You know, a clothes clothes de-wrinkler. Thanks, K. Bodsha. I actually really like that. Well, then like and subscribe. Mash that like button and destroy that sub. Click you, that bell so you always get notified when K. Bodsha go live. Are you okay, Michael? No. <laughs> All right, next up we've got Shoreline Creative. And it's called Cover the Killers, Deadlines and Commitments. We actually have like full band. Like this is not just Gerwigs this week. This is a fairly diverse week. Oh, holy shit. I thought that guy was jumping off the stage. What is this? It's probably like some sort of church service talent show. This is coming through so fucked up on my headphones. No, it sounds fine for me. Um, the lead singer, um, how would you describe him? He looks like young Jonah Hill. Yeah, he's got like a little soul patch beard. Does he? Yeah. Oh, that's he's, unfortunate. Yeah, see? He's wearing a suit that's too big for him. And uh, jeans and tinnies. This does look like a church thing. He's got a good voice, though. Yeah. Yeah, Shoreline Church is. Oh, this is an interdenominational Christian church in Austin. Wait, really? Yep. Bro, we should get this guy on the pod. Yeah, let's get a Christian on the pod. That'll go well for us. Yeah, I don't think that would. I don't think that would work. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna immediately send in multiple Spider-Man memes. <laughs> so we should get um we should get a former former Mormon from that link. <laughs> a former Mormon. Yeah, that guy, the guy who's the, the, the dude from the thread. Oh yeah, let's get that guy, and then he can teach us about the, and then we can. Giggle with delight. I feel like that would be a good episode. Anyway, okay. Next up, we've got David Lowe, but uh, the video is called "Deadlines and Commitments," covered by Izzy Lowe and Becky Roberts. So I guess David Lowe is like Becky's dad. I don't know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's here. You go, <laughs> Michael. Make your teen girls <laughs> joke. Come on. Get out of your system. Also, DK Sushi. Shout out DK Sushi. Oh, yeah. DK Sushi. Yeah, that's the other joke. Is this Garfunkel and Oates? It's, um... I mean, yeah, probably. Right? The girl who's singing even kind of looks like Kate Micucci. 
Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's the girl it's, to the left. Only similarity is she's blonde. Yeah. Not with with Ricky Lindholm. the USA guitar strap. <laughs> I'm saluting right now. America. To the flag. Alexa, play my list. Their harms are really good, though. I really like that. That was good. Well, you know what to do, Spencer. Like, subscribe. Yeah, like, subscribe, Comment. turn on notifications, email them your address, give them your ATM key. What What is wrong with you, Michael? Lay yourself prostrate before them. <laughs> and welcome them into a new age with you as their personal slave. Mike. Go for a walk, say a little prayer. You all right there, Michael? <laughs> no, I'm like a malfunctioning automaton at this point. Beep. Boop. Michael <laughs> broken. Me broken. I'm experiencing technical difficulties. All right. Last, last, uh, what are we doing right now? Cover. That's what it is. Last cover. Uh, your friend and mine, noted Trump supporter, Max Power, uh, performing If You Should Fall Upon <laughs> Hard Times. Yeah. We need the Spencer version. If you should lose. And you can see like the fucking vein in his neck yeah. just like bulging. It's like you ever see Tommy Wiseau's The Room? You know that one scene where Lisa's neck like vocal cords are just like fucking throbbing. Yeah. And what like you're supposed out there. what you're supposed to do in the callbacks is just be really disgusted by it. Do you do callbacks? Have you have you ever been to that movie at like a theater? What callbacks? Have you ever seen uh fucking Tommy Wiseau's The Room in a movie theater like with an audience? Uh no. Okay, so when you go see it at a theater, it's like Rocky Horror Picture Show. There's like all this shit you're supposed to do during the show. Oh right, right. I knew that. And like, like whenever when they're tossing the football, a lot of theaters will just give you little plastic footballs that you can throw between you and the you and the other you know people in the theater uh whenever you see a spoon you get all these plastic spoons and you just huck them at the fucking movie screen um there's a ton of shit michael we need to go see the room i'm really disappointed you haven't done that it's it's a lot well, of fun. i'm down i love the room yeah it's a lot of fun Okay, so anyway. Doggy. Oh, hi, doggy. Anyway. All right. This is a Max Power Hour 505 Deadlines and Commitments, The Killers, covered by Maximum Power 9-3-2015. This was seven years ago. <clears throat> Nearly. Dorm days. Bit of a different take. I'm also having weird audio issues with YouTube today. 
Like it's it's turning. It's like flashing between like low quality sound and high quality sound. I don't know. NMP. Don't ride on those fucking discouraging horses, man. God damn it. That was a good cover. I think I liked the first guy's instrumentation better. Oh. Not, I mean, like, this was good, and it was a good different take, but I think I thought the other, I, I think the other guy's take, I liked it better. You know, nothing against Max Power. He's, you know, we play him every week on this fucking podcast for a reason, because he's covered every killer song. But... Also, because he's generally unique and does something different with the song. I mean, he still had his own take on it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that first instrumentation was a little bit better. Well, none of them saved deadlines and commitments for me. Ah, how do you feel about this song? Let's talk about our final thoughts for Deadlines and Commitments by the band The Killers. You see how I Spencer, gave you, what are your final thoughts? You see how I gave you the opportunity to ask me what my final thoughts were first? Thank you. I took it. I know, it was great. But um, my final thoughts on Deadlines and Commitments. Yeah, it's a song. I'm Every day, I we get closer and closer to the end. And every day, I think to myself, Thank God we got that track done or that track done. <laughs> and this is this is one of the ones I've been dreading doing. And you want the truth? This was a much more painless experience than uh, I was expecting it to be. Um, but this song, uh, uh, what's the opposite of slaps? Uh, slurps. Yeah, this song slurps. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael, what are your final thoughts on the song Deadlines and Commitments by the Epic? Oh, yeah, this is a big old slurper. I think this one is. <laughs> this one's going in the dumpster tier of killer songs for me. <laughs> Legitimately, I think I'm going to start using. <laughs> yeah, this song slurps. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that it, it sounds a lot worse. Like slaps has a certain punchiness to it. It's like, yeah, yeah, it slaps. <laughs> like, oh, this song slurps. Oh, God. <laughs> really put in the U sound. The way you voice the... Stop talking. Uh, anyway, I don't... This one is not great. Very forgettable song. Definitely feels like it's just kind of like filler for the album Battleborn. Definitely not their best work, but I agree with two sentiments that we read today that uh, the scents are pretty cool. 
because uh, they're kind of memorable to a degree. And Ronnie's drum work is pretty cool. So that is all pretty fair. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. As always, if you somehow made it to the end of this absolute chaos fest of an episode, we appreciate the hell out of you. If you'd like to support the podcast, perhaps financially, you can scroll to the bottom of any episode of the podcast and select our anchor affiliate link. Or you can follow us on our Patreon if you'd like access to special episodes, exclusives, uh, and access to all of our Google Docs. That's patreon.com slash soul of a truck, a killer's podcast. If you'd like to email the podcast and send us your beautiful, beautiful feet pics, you can email us at soul of a truck pod at gmail.com. If you think I am funny and you would like to see the sort of shit I post on Twitter on a regular basis, you can follow us there at soul of a truck pod. And if you think Michael is funny and you want to see those kind of horrible things, Michael posts, uh, you can follow us on our Instagram. That's Instagram.com slash soul of a truck pod. I've been Spencer Polio. Michael, say goodbye. Bye, I love you. In this house.